Hello and welcome to Dateline New Haven on WNHHFM New Haven's home for community radio. I'm Paul Bass inviting you to look behind the headlines on the stories that make our community tick. You might not know it, but our community is about to take part in an international study that can change the life of millions eventually of people who might have to get arms or legs or feet amputated, but if this thing works out, they won't. Our guest today is Dr. Yael Parat. She's the founder and CEO of BioGenCell, a company that just got a $16 million FDA-approved study underway that's going to take place in part here at Yale Haven Hospital to work out a new therapy aimed at enabling people to avoid having to have their limbs amputated. Dr. Parat, thanks so much for holding on while we're getting the show ready, and it's so nice to meet you over Zoom. Thank you, and it's nice to meet you too, guys. So we should tell people you're in Israel. Where in Israel are you? We are in uh, Netanya, which is in the middle of the way between Tel Aviv and Haifa. Was it anywhere near where those 100,000 people were protesting yesterday or... No, not even near to that. All right. That was in, on, in Jerusalem. So, Dr. Pratt, first of all, did I describe what you're up to correctly, that this new, you're testing out the clinical trials at a bunch of places across the world, including Yale New Haven, here in New Haven, a therapy aimed at enabling people to avoid having limbs amputated? Uh, yeah, this is exactly what we are doing, and we are indeed doing it with... Uh, Yale New Haven and with uh, an amazing team, including yeah. Dr. Uh, Ed Aboyan, who is the principal investigator of Yale University, uh, and he is in charge of the study in Yale. How do you spell his name? Ed, E-D, Edward mm-hmm. Aboyan, Dr. Ed Aboyan. So how do you spell last name? Um... Aboyan, it's A-B-O-I-A-N. So how did it come about that you, you came up with this therapy, you know, you have a long career as a researcher before you founded this company, BioGenCell. So you're, so we have a lot of that going on here in New Haven right now, a lot of biotech companies get started, but obviously you guys are the are way ahead of us in Israel. How did it come about that you linked up with Dr. Aboyan in New Haven to have him help test out your, th- your uh, therapy here? So, indeed... Many years of research brought us uh, to develop a solution for uh, people who have no other option for treatment. So, Dr. let's tell people about this therapy you came up with. It's an, I've been avoiding when I try to summarize it, the formal names for the, what the treatment was, critical limb Ischemia, is that how you say it? Ischemia. And that's a condition that you're trying to address. So you're going to use a stem stem cell-based treatment to help people regenerate limbs if they're suffering from this so it doesn't get to the point where they need the amputation, correct? Correct. So uh, we can focus for the first, uh, at the first uh, angle, and the first and most important angle is the patient's. And these patients, as you said, and I, and I agree with you, are just about to be amputated. And we want to avoid it. And when we started to develop our cell product, which is produced from the patient's own blood. Yeah, that was interesting to me. We thought about these patients and how they suffered until they reached to the point that we can help them. 
And the main issue for us was indeed to develop something that will be very easy on the patient. And indeed what we do is we just take a blood draw like you donate blood to the Red Cross. No need for pretreatment, no need for any gene uh, modification or genetic uh, modification uh, uh, in the process. It's a very simple and natural process. Usually in healthy people, this process happens within the body. And when people are very sick, what we do is we take the blood out. From the blood, we clean. We just wash the white blood cells. And then we take subpopulations of the white cells. One subpopulation is our immune cells. And we use our immune cells to direct and to actually teach, uh, in other words, other cells that are much younger and still exist in our blood. Right now, when we speak, we have a blood of a patient from Yale University here in my lab in Laniado, and it is processed. And the person is above 90 years old, wow. and still we can get enough white cells to produce for this patient uh, is here or her, his or her uh, cells that will be specific for this patient. So I'm I'm pretty ignorant this about all of this. So I'm going to try to put it in plain language. I think you did pretty well, and I want to see if I understood it the way you said it. So this person is participating in the clinical trial in New Haven right now. This person is 90 years old, and they suffer from this disease. More than 90. More than 90. He suffers from critical limb ischemia, if I'm saying that right, and that's a condition that's causing him to get to the point where he might need to have a limb cut off. And what the condition does is it prevents his blood from doing what healthy people's blood does, which is on its own, sort of cleanse your body, teach younger white cells how to make the immune system work so that the condition doesn't get worse so you can heal. Is that correct? It's mostly correct. And again, these are processes that in a healthy person happens by themselves. Mm-hmm. So we are not preventing anything. We just take the cells that don't do it by themselves in the body. We take them out, what we call outdoor training. Mm -hmm. and, and we let them start working without all the factors that inhibits their function in the body. And then Actually, do you put that blood our, back? Do you put, reinsert that blood into the patient's body when you've cleaned so it? Indeed. Thank you. When the product is ready, which is a day after it arrives to the lab, it arrived to, to our lab this morning. Uh -huh. The blood was taken yesterday on Monday uh, in Yale. It took the, the plane time to get mm -hmm. to Israel and immediately they brought the blood to our lab. We are working on it today. And tomorrow with the flight of the night from Israel, to back to uh, Yale, the, the, the cells will be provided uh, to the physician in order to inject them to the patient. In the form now, of blood? It's important to say we do not send blood back oh. because we separate the white cells and we activate them. So it starts with a blood bag, something red, you know, a blood bag. 
and it ends up with three neat five, five ml syringes ready to use. And then they just inject the, 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 the new white cells that have been quote unquote clean that were from, from his own body in the first place. And now the idea is they will work better in his body so that his condition will not get to the point where he will need amputation. So we don't only wash them. As I said, we use the immune cells to train them. And what we train them to do is becoming cells that will enhance regeneration of blood vessels mm -hmm. in the tissue. So they are not just washed and brought back. They have a function and they know what to do. And we inject them back to the leg, not to the blood, mm -hmm. in the leg, in the muscle of the leg. Oh. Like immunization, but many injections. And it takes about 10 minutes to do that. And it is a single session treatment. No need to go back to the hospital for more treatments. It's a mm. one-time treatment. And it takes a little while until the patient sees that is improving. Because these cells, when they are implanted into our bodies, they start to act. And it takes time until they can teach the tissue what to do. But when they do that, it takes about one month to three months to see the effect. But then the effect is accumulating. We are talking about reduction of pain, increase of blood flow, ability to walk, and even helping wound healing. Because many times these patients are suffering from unhealed wounds, wounds that cannot heal for more than two weeks. So... All of these are improving after we inject the cells, but as I said, it will take time, so we need patience. And we follow these patients for one year. During this one year, we follow their survival and their limb salvage, the uh, um, rescuing the limb. Mm -hmm. And, of course, all the things that they said, that they can now walk, that they can suffer or not suffer any more pain, and not suffer from unhealed wounds. Oh, so there are actually people who weren't walking who can walk again. So, yes, they weren't able to walk, but let's be precise on that because it's important. They are not disabled. They are just suffering so much so they can't really walk more than two or four steps. Just hurts too they much. Call it up to 50 meters. So they can somehow walk to their kitchen, but they cannot go out of the house anymore. Mm -hmm. And, of course... After treatment, we can see this improvement and they can just be normal persons again. And just when you talked about, and just one last fine point about, you talk about when they, you clean and retrain the white blood cells that you remove from their blood. The retraining, how is that done? Is that also from something within their own system or is that something you're adding to the mix? So immune cells work in a marvelous way by which only part of the immune cells, which we call teachers, I call teachers, and in formal language, it, it calls dendritic cells. These cells are experts in transforming knowledge from one cell to another. 
Mm-hmm. This is how the immune system works, and this is why we are alive, because it's enough for one such a cell to see an invader like a virus or something in order to activate the whole uh, immune system. So we take these teachers, but instead of activating other immune cells, we are activating the very young stem cells. That come and from the blood. Exactly come from- what is the from their own blood are coming from the blood from the same blood donor Mm -hmm. and this is what they do in the very short time of culture that we provide to them together so once we combine them these teachers are teaching all the other pupils in the class what to do and you know if you have a good teacher all the pupils in the class will know what to do and not only the two geniuses that will know it anyway well i can see how you raise the rounds of finance for this you do a great job of explaining this so that people like me can understand um how this gentleman you're working on what limb was he a danger of um of losing and was he not able to walk the more than 50 meters out of the house so first of all it's a woman oh a woman i'm sorry in this case. Um, And yes, she has difficulties in walking. uh, And she had, she has a lot of problems with her blood flow. uh, And she was already uh, underwent um, uh, intervention and trying to revascularate her legs in order to supply more blood to her leg. And uh, after everything failed and sh- they couldn't help her anymore, this is the time when we are trying our product. And if it were, if it doesn't work, she would have had to get an amputation. If it doesn't work, uh, it might lead to amputation. All right, and we're talking to Dr. Yael Parad, who's really an exciting new therapy she's developed as the CEO, founder of a company called BioGenCell. They've gotten sixteen million dollars or fifty million shekels to conduct a global study of this new therapy to see if people can avoid having to have their limbs amputated by kind of retraining their own blood. It's very interesting. You've been hearing her talk about this on Dateline New Haven, 103.5 FM live stream at newhavenindependent.org. Dr. Perrette, is she the first New Haven? Like, when did you start in New Haven with this trial? How many people are involved so far and how many will be? So... um, There will be as many as possible up to 15 patients. One five. five. The whole study is of 45 patients, and it is very important not to have any bias, statistical bias. So we don't want any any single hospital to have more than 15 Mm -hmm. patients. Right now, uh, uh, Yale New Haven team is allocating additional patients and they are looking into other patients and if there are anyone who is hearing us and have a a, um, a suitable candidate uh, either a relative or him he or she there themselves uh, these are the people that we encourage to approach Yale University uh, and specifically vascular uh, depa- the vascular surgery department in Yale, uh, because again, we are only talking about people who have no other option of treatment, meaning that they know, already they know that they have uh, critical limb ischemia, mm-hmm. and they already know that they cannot walk or they have 
uh, unhealed wounds and uh, they already know about their blood flow. Usually it's not new to them because when patients are just diagnosed, um, they still have other options. And we are defined as no option patients treatment. And so I guess, am I wrong that it'll be the doctors who will get people in the studies if they have a patient, like they're kind of the ones we need to reach? I'm wondering if you want us to put out the word because we're also a news site. Do you want us to put out the word for people to contact you or do doctors already have the word who work in this field, the vascular field? So we are approaching everybody, the doctors mainly and the patients too. Um, and uh, I don't have, wait. It doesn't matter. Well, we could, we could follow it up. We're going to publish this. Dr. Perrett, how many are so far in the New Haven trial? So until now, this is the first patient from Oh, New she's Haven. the first. Okay. Okay. She's the first one. Uh, and they do have the number, the phone number under <laughs> under my hand. Okay. And uh, I think they have another one in line already. Mm -hmm. um, and indeed, we encourage everybody that we can help. We worked a lot in order to be able to help you guys. So now, are most of the people? How many? You're talking about annually, 150,000 U.S. citizens have this disease at risk for lamp lamp amputation. Are they mostly elderly, or does it scan the age range? So first of all, they are mostly elderly, and uh, half of them, or a little bit more, or half of them, are also suffering from diabetes for many years. Um, others are heavy smokers. This is the typical patient, but others can be just suffering from any arteriosclerosis um, disease that even without this background. Mm -hmm. Dr. Brown, how did you make this discovery? I mean, that must be kind of, must have been kind of exciting. How did you get started being interested in this area and how did it come about that you, you did this yeah, aha well it is fascinating but i love what they do so it's not a wonder that i'm saying that it's fascinating um so i was a, i am an immunologist in origin and i worked a lot with the immune system and learned how to activate it and how to generate monoclonal antibodies nowadays these are very good treatments for patients, but when I started, it was only a very long shot uh, hope to have them as medications. So being in a field that is not yet existing uh, is something I do for many years. And it's not frightening for me, it's actually exciting for me. So once I thought about it, I said, okay, these cells of the immune system and the hematopoietic stem cells, both are starting from the same place in the bone marrow. And then I thought, okay, so if they live one near to another, like you live near your neighbor, wouldn't it be okay to think that they communicate? And once I thought about that, I started to play with it and take immune cells and teach the immune cells, as I said, teach the teachers and use them to say what they have to say to the other cells, which are the stem cells. And it appears that my guess was right. Indeed, neighbors talk one to another and even play one with another. And this is why you have a very good communication between cells that grew up together in the same environment. And you can indeed very efficiently send a message of activation 
and differentiation, which is to make something to respond to you, but in a really, in a very certain way. And this is what the cells are doing. As I said, we are only mimicking what is already there. So, was there a moment, was there an aha moment, an exciting moment where you in a lab with a lab coat on, looking at a microscope or looking at your computer at a data set where you said, wow, it works, we're taking this one to market. Like, was there a moment like that? Um, indeed, yes. Um, you tell me about and, it. Uh, and this is when you put, uh, when you take white blood cells, they are circular cells, very typical. All of them are circular cells. And then you come the day after to the culture. After you mix them, you again teach the teachers, the teachers with the students, and you come the day after and you see that many of them became elongated spindle-shaped cells, which is typical to endothelial progenitor cells, the cells that will regenerate blood vessels at the end of the day. So you can really see under the microscope that these cells have been activated and already took the opportunity to change. And you can really see it and you can see the interactions that happens underneath the microscope or in the culture. Mm -hmm. And this is indeed exciting. Mm -hmm. And so are you, do you have any other um, discoveries you're pursuing right now? Are you mostly in the lab these days? You're mostly overseeing these trials and, uh, and working on the business end of this? So the, the work is mainly on the clinical studies and uh, we are opening uh, several uh, sites all over the States and Europe and Israel. And that takes a lot of work, of course. So we are focusing on that. We are also focusing on developing our methodology. Uh, first of all, our methodology is not limited to the leg or to the limbs, because what we do is we enhance the regeneration ge generation from new uh, of microvascular uh, microvasculature, meaning that we are able to create many new blood vessels as long as they are tiny. So other diseases like uh, cardiac diseases and stroke and kidney disease, all these diseases in which you need very uh, small blood vessels to be to feed the tissue, again, we can address it. So we are always constantly developing new areas. In addition, it is a business way of thinking, but it is still technological development. When you want to address these people and you want to address them all over the world, you need to do something that will be very robust. You don't want to fly blood bags in from US to Israel and then the, the syringes back, the, the product back, and you want to produce in US. How do you do that in a good way? You have to develop automation. And the model at the end of the day would be that the patient will be able to get into any clinic that knows how to take blood, and you know so many of them nearby to your house. And then in a near place, you, we will have these automated machines that will get the blood, you will put the blood in the machine and get syringes 
specific for the patient at the other end of the machine. So this one is, now your therapy is not a drug, right? It's a process, correct? It is a drug. So what you get at the I'm end sorry? of the day. I'm sorry, it is a drug. It is, it is a drug. It's not a drug. It is a cell therapy, mm-hmm. but it's not a process. It's three syringes, which mm-hmm. are the product. But let me give you another analogy. It is like a coffee machine. You put the, the capsule in, you put water from your own top and milk from your own frigidaire, and then you get at the end of the day your own cup of coffee, of coffee as you like it. It's personalized, it's immediate, and you created it. But so let me, wo- let me make sure I got the process. So you discovered this, it had great results. You now got these trials that are taking place in Europe, US, and Israel. And that if they work, the next step is to get approval to distribute the product. You're hoping eventually that you won't have to fly blood to Israel to make it happen, that there'll be machines that will automate the process. You give blood right there where you live. It'll be reconstituted and retrained, as you put it so well. And then you'll have your three syringes and the doctors will be able to do it right there. When do you hope that? When do we hope that we'll be able to do that in New Haven and, and get this kind of treatment? I would guess in the next five years or so. Mm-hmm. That's great. And um, and how can people get involved? You said you have a phone number? Yes, I do. I'm sorry for the noise. Don't apologize. It's very nice you made time all the way in Israel there to to speak with us. Really and, interesting and the stuff. patient is in the background. So it's 203-785-2500. For more info. And another number directly to the study coordinator, it's 203-737-2481. Is there a way we can refer to the patient? Do you have a name for her? Or when you yes, talk about- it's he and it's Salen. It's C-A-E-L-A-N. C-A-E-L-A-N is the first name of the patient? No, oh no! It's oh, that's the, the product of the of the coordinator that gets your call. Oh, okay. And what's the name of the patient who you're in New Haven? I, mean, I know you don't give the public name. Do you call I don't patient? Know it. Oh, okay, okay. Well, Doctor Yale Parat, it was such a pleasure to meet you over Zoom and hear about the great work you're doing. I wish you luck on the clinical trials, beginning with the first person in New Haven. I hope that New Haven plays a part in helping a lot of people have less pain and be able to walk longer in their lives and keep their limbs. Thank you very much for the opportunity and uh, all the best to our team in Yale, New Haven. Uh, It's a great team and we hope they will uh, have a lot of patients that we can help again. We did all this way in order to help people. Now we want to help them. All right. We're going to take thanks to Harry Droz for uh, behind the board and producing today's show. We're going to take it out with the Afro-Semitic experience performing I Wish I Knew How It Feel to Be Free from the group CD, A Plea for Peace. This is Paul Bass inviting you to fly free with us all day and all night at WNHH, New Haven's home for community radio. Radio.